0: It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and Your Golden Years.
1: Good
2: evening and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and Your Golden Years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarikarpel.com and also now on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, April the 11th, 2021, and I'm psychologist Dr. Carpell and I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this show, is here to make the program run smoothly as usual. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from Alberta, Canada, once again, by inspirational speaker and bestselling author, Paula Hopwood. And this time, Paula will discuss inner transformation and healing our soul. And also as part of our segment on Texas businesses who are keeping us safe during the pandemic, we'll be joined by Mia Moss, owner of the Fort Worth Coffee House Black Coffee. And along the way, I'll discuss a little bit more about finding our way after a year that seems to change everything. And throughout this evening's program, we'll have time to take your questions. So if any, if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me and I will read them on the air to my guests. My email address is Dr. Barra, that's D-R-M-A-R-A at drmarakarpel.com, d-r-m-a-r-a-k-a-r-p-e-l.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted tonight, along with all of the website links that my guests, guests give on the program. So look for that later this evening. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio, blog com slash your golden years. And you can also hear it five minutes after the program ends by going to Apple Podcasts. For information from previous programs to listen to any of the previous programs we've done with blog Talk radio over the past seven years plus, Um, Go to my website, drmarikarpel.com, or you can hear them all on the blogtalkradio.com website or on Apple Podcasts. They'll all be there. And for future shows, to find out what's coming up or any events coming up or blogs that post, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Marikarpel, Your Golden Ears. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a very brief break. Um, don't go anywhere. It'll be very brief. And we'll be joined here on the phone when we get back from that break by Paula Hopwood. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Super Psychologist Dr. Mara Karpel will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive there are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle. And in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Carpell and your Golden Years, live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we're back.
2: If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Karpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on DrMaricarPell.com. And now joining us on the phone once again from Alberta, Canada, inspirational speaker, coach, best-selling author, Paula Hopwood. Good evening, Paula.
3: Good evening. It's good to be back.
2: Thank you. And thank you for joining us again. Welcome back. Um, How are things up there in Canada?
3: Um, Spring has finally come, I think, maybe. (laughs) We always get hit by another (laughs) snowstorm. We've hit, I think, three or four snowstorms now.
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But you must be used to that.
3: Yes, yes, we expect it.
2: Yeah, right. So, um, you know, for the listeners who didn't, who didn't listen the last time you were on or haven't heard of you before, can you give them a little bit about your background?
3: Uh, Let's see. Well, I come from a background of, I lived a very abusive life and was uh, abused a lot, especially by myself and my own beliefs and stuff that kept me repeating cycles and being in these relationships and stuff. And on my healing journey, I ended up, learning techniques, learning methods, switching my beliefs around, seeing things from a new way to help me change my whole life around. And now that's what I do with people. I help other people change their whole life, change their beliefs. And as I'm still on my journey, I help people as I go along. And it has led me into a deeper understanding of myself and love and just an incredible abundant mm-hmm. world that we live in. It's just amazing. So that. That's, uh, that's my journey in, like, a minute.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's really beautiful. And, um, you know, last time you were on, you talked about your, your book. Um, and I wanted to, you know, talk this time. You mentioned um, speaking about inner transformation um, when things happen to us. And, you know, this has been kind of a rough year, um, I would say, for most people, for some people rougher than for others, and, you know, certainly we have rough times in our life, even when we're not in a pandemic, Um, so let's talk about how we can, uh, it seems like this is your expertise, how can we use to transform ourselves, to turn it into something, turning challenges into self-transformation and healing?
3: You know, it, it's interesting because you mentioned my book, and my book is Messages in My Mind, and it's the messages mm-hmm. I heard in my, in my mind when I was starting to turn my life around. And step by step, when I followed them, they were just inspirational. I started to fill myself with, with good messages instead of negative messages. The cool thing is about the book is um, I have a second one coming out. We're planning on a mm. fall release. Now this book is messages that I wrote down kind of like just thoughts and lessons I learned along the way. So what these messages did was they changed my mind into a more positive state and then I started pulling lessons out and one of the lessons that I pulled out is is it's just amazing before the days of me being on the internet before you know I had access to anything I figured out that Things, I could switch my way of thinking that things weren't happening to me, they were happening for me. And that would change the energy that, because, you know, I used to think that everything, you know, the world was against me and people were against me, you know, like there just wasn't mm-hmm. any good in my life. And oh, I had a silly belief, too, that bad things happened in threes, and let me tell you, they would then. And
1: so mm. when
3: I switched yeah. my thinking, that this was happening for me, and I started to look at the lessons and what I could pull out of each situation, it changed my whole way of um, living in my world, to tell you the truth. It just changed my Mm -hmm. whole way of looking at things. Like even, for example, I have a recent example of this. And uh, recently I fell on the ice and uh, Mm -hmm. fell on my my bottom, and it really hurt a lot, like a lot, and mm-hmm. hurt so I bad, imagine. I didn't. I didn't even want to go see, be seen by a doctor. I just wanted to lay in bed. And so for a couple of weeks, that's all I did was I just tried to deal with the pain, and and you know live my life normally, whatever that is, right? And, and then one uh-huh. day I kind of th- got thinking about it, and I thought I better go see the doctor. And so I went and saw the doctor, and it turns out I have a slight fracture in my tailbone. Mm. <laughs> I still say slight a wee bit of a fracture in my tailbone. Right. <laughs> so, so that explains the pain. Now, how can I say this is for me? If I apply that thinking to that, how can I say this is for me? Well, I believe that we manifest things on our body. We manifest things in our world. And my body's speaking to me. And it's telling me to slow down and not carry so much of the burden. And, you know, we all have stuff we deal with in our lives, right? And because I had, you know, a way of thinking that I had to do everything and be everything, I'm super mom, homeschooler mom, coach mom, like, just give me ten capes to wear, right? I had been doing far too much and taking on too much responsibility, carrying too many burdens. And so when I looked at it that way, you know, I was like, oh, okay, okay. And I learned and I was able to go deeper on that journey of why do I wear these capes? Why do I have to mm-hmm. be them all? How could I love Paula more? And it even led me to today, uh, I did something I rarely do, and I had an hour and a half nap because I wanted to rest, you know, and,
1: <laughs> and I was
3: like, everything else can be done later, but nothing is more important than my health. It's, it's kind of like the... Uh, oxygen mask on the airplane right when it comes exactly. down you have to put it on yourself before you take care of somebody else and Boy. so yeah applying well, you, that
2: yeah you and I both had very synchronistic messages mm-hmm. about three and a half weeks ago I fell and broke my arm and that Ooh. was the exact same yep my dominant arm <laughs> It heals really fast. It's amazing. I'm no longer in a sling and the bone is healed within three weeks. But, um, you know, I still need physical therapy to get it the range of motion. But that was the exact message, what you just said, was the mm-hmm. exact thing that I came to was that I was doing too much, I was pushing too much, and I wasn't taking care of myself. And that oxygen mask, Um, metaphor was what came into my head yes so we're on the same page
3: (laughs) yes and so you know when you look at life is for you when every situation is for you then life supports you or you know you might want to say universe source God divine but life your whole world around you supports you because everything is for you you know, I apply that even to negative situations, like it could be the physical fall like we've had or a negative uh, conversation um, that I have with somebody. And and then I look at it and I'm like, what can I learn from this? Because this was obviously for me. <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> what can I learn from this? Because <laughs> you know, everything right. is meant... To be experienced, I believe. I believe we we were born to experience life and love, right? So,
1: mm-hmm. so
3: let's 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 get all we can out of it, right? So, um, I love that that I'm always looking for how how can this make me better and how can this move me forward on on my love journey, right? How is this for me?
2: So you know, I I you know I think that. Um, Whether or not, you know, there are going to be listeners who say, I don't believe that, right? It's an accident, and, you know, how can it be for you? Um, But I think that whether or not you believe that the universe has some, you know, scheme in this, um, the message that you're giving yourself that how can it be for me, that must have a really powerful impact on what happens next. Right.
3: Well, it does because it changes the energy, and you know, going back to where I realized this, you, you gotta. You, I'm not. I'm not the person I was back then, right? And the person back then was severely abused, all different types. Everybody mm-hmm. around her, you know, family, mm-hmm. husband, um, including including myself, right? Not putting myself first, just laying myself out there for narcissists to use and stuff, right? And mm-hmm. not loving myself enough. And and this is the type of person. So when I realized, you know what, Paula, you have a choice. If you want to live a positive life, it's up to you to live it. No one's going to live it for you. So what is this? Is you know, are you going to keep acting like a victim and being a victim and repeating what you've done and getting what you've always gotten? Or are you going to use this situation for you? And, and that's, that's why I say, you know, like, I mean, I just got so good at it with, with uh, well, negative interactions with narcissists, right? Um, uh-huh. Interactions, even my beliefs and stuff, that eventually it just moved over to physical things, too. You know, like, if, if I fell off my horse or if something happened, right? How can I make this for me? How can I go deeper? How can I take the sting out of the negativity, and, and bring it to blooming positivity. You even said yourself that, that your arm healed faster. Uh, I know for myself, mm-hmm. my recent injury here, when I came to the realizations, you know, that, that yeah, I'd been super mom with too many capes on and uh, taking on too much, which is still that trauma mind, right? You know, I tend to go back right. to that trauma mind and take on too much. When I realized that and I sat back and looked at it, uh, a lot of the pain surprisingly got better, right? The the mm-hmm. muscle spasming, you know, slowed right down probably at a, you know, it was a 10 out of 10 and it went down to about a 2 out of 10. Because wow. we're sending, yeah, we're sending our body love, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And we're vibrating at mm-hmm. that love
3: level when we switch from happening to us to happening for us, that that things happen for us. You know, it's kind right. of, it's in. It reminds me of driving down the road and, uh, uh, well, I used to, um, let's see, how many kids? Let's see, one, two, three, four. I've taught six teenagers now how to drive, and I only have one more to go. (laughs) So anyway, when you're driving down the road, (laughs) I always tell the kids, you know, they're all nervous about, let's say, you know, a telephone pole along the power pole alongside the road. I'm like, don't look at it, you know, don't look at it. And look where you're going, look where you're going. Because wherever you look is where you 're going, and that 's where you 're going to steer to so when they uh-huh. they would realize that they weren 't looking at the power pole, they wouldn't be steering towards it right and and those scary things and stuff and it 's kind of the same thing with mm-hmm. with uh, looking at you know, oh my gosh, everything's out to get me, I'm going to fall and slip here, or this is going to happen, or that's going to happen, it's going to happen to me, it's going to happen to me, everything happens to me, the way I used to think, oh my gosh, bad things happen in three, you know, and or I'm going to go visit so-and-so, and bad things are going to happen, they're going to say bad things. Mm-hmm. But when I change my energy to everything happens for me, I welcomed experiences and, and yeah, I'm not gonna say bad things didn't happen, they did, but then I wouldn't label them bad anymore. I would take that label off and I would feel good about it. So instead of steering towards a telephone pole all the time, I was actually going down the road that I wanted to go down
1: and mm-hmm. I wasn't
3: wasn't being stopped anymore. You know, I was I was in control of my vehicle, this vehicle called life, right? And, right. and learning right. learning more about myself and love for myself and you know, I always say, too, as long as we're blinking and breathing, we still have more to learn, so apparently I have more to learn.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think also, you know, you brought up a really good point, and that is that um, if you see it as something happened for you, you start to look at what do I need to change in my life so that mm-hmm. I could be healthier and safer and I don't have these accidents, so you actually start doing things you know you said you were doing too much so you actually start taking care of yourself and it prevents more bad things from happening
3: right i could have pushed through right? that today i could have worked all day long and uh, mm-hmm. but then i work all week too and i worked yesterday so that would mean there would have been no days off for paula and so i decided to take today off so, mm-hmm. with the exception of having this lovely chat, but this isn't work; right. this is chatting. <laughs> right, so, right. But you yeah. know what I mean? Is like, I, mm-hmm. I have a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I, could, mm-hmm. I can work myself, you know, three thousand hours a week if I want to. <laughs> I get
2: you. Yep.
3: Yep. You know, so yeah. You know, when I realized that. And um, and I also realized, because this is another thing that comes from that abused trauma brain, is when I'm in that much pain, I don't want to be seen, right? So mm. I basically hide from, I, I put my needs, push them down, right? And then when I realized I'd done that again, and I talked to my doctor, and he goes, you did it again, he says, when you're in serious pain, you don't come in. and And I said, oh, I know, you know, and and that awareness. It happened. I got another lesson handed to me. <laughs> Although this time right. I was a little bit better. Normally I don't take pain pills at all and this time I was taking pain pills and when I realized I was taking pills for pain twenty four hours a day I thought, You better phone the doctor, Paula. There's something wrong here, you know, and Right. And so the thing is is like so I'm getting better. Right? I'm getting better at this. And this right. happened for me so that I could learn, and I could love myself more, and treat myself better, and and just go in deeper on those lessons, right? Right,
2: right. And um, you you brought up about dealing with narcissistic people, and that's a, I have a question about that. How mm-hmm. do you turn that into something that happens for you, so that you can? Stop being a victim of that abuse.
3: You know, it's it's interesting because I just had to practice that again here a couple of days ago. I so narcissists. I don't want to play with them anymore, and uh-huh. there's no way getting out unless you just quit playing with them. And the way that I've dealt with it, and I just had to deal with it again this week, is. You know, you don't have to answer them. You don't have to uh, respond to them in any way, text, uh, messages, anything. You don't have to make a post about it on Facebook, nothing. Give them no energy. Because the one thing that I learned is that a narcissist will take as much as they can because Mm -hmm. they're basically taking energy. They're kind of like sucking it off of you, right? And if you're over there looking at life is for you and you're trying to... live this experience of love and increasing the love in you and you're constantly being nipped at your heels by narcissists or worse they're attacking you you can't do that right so it can be hard and believe me because you know some I was gonna say some of us pretty much all of the closest people to us if you're if you've got a narcissist in your life they're probably really close to you because that's the Mm -hmm. only reason why you're allowing them to affect you right but just because they're family or friend or whoever, doesn't make them not a narcissist, right? And we're only in charge of ourselves. And so when I look at this is happening for me, I go in and I look at past events, and I look at, okay, what could I have done? Might have changed the outcome. And I now that I'm I'm going to say I'm really decent at handling narcissists, you know, I look at it, and I know what to do is you don't you don't participate with them. They want to play that game. Mm-hmm. They play by themselves. They don't play with me, you know. Right. And, you know, I, as soon as I feel my energy being riled up or something, I just calm it down because it's not my problem, right? This is happening for mm-hmm. me to show me where my boundaries are. Paula, where are right. your boundaries oh. in this situation? And then yeah. so I had one reach out to me this week that I actually left behind last year, and they wanted to clean something up, and I said I, I said to myself, no, don't even answer. Don't even answer, because this is a game. Mm-hmm. You already took care of everything. This is a game. Do not play the game. Right. Do not let them suck you back okay. in. So I had enough love for myself mm-hmm. that I held my boundary, because I've looked at different situations where I didn't hold right. that boundary. And uh, I was still sucked into that game.
2: So it's a nasty it game. This, yeah. So it helps us to build stronger boundaries. Yes. Um, I'm going to jump to a question. We have a caller. Um, Joe, is it okay if I uh, bring Joe on and with his question? Sure, sure. All right. All right, Joe, are you there?
0: Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me?
2: Do you have a question?
0: Yeah, I do. Can you hear me? That's one question.
2: Yes, I can hear yes. you. Okay.
0: okay. All right. Um, You were talking about boundaries. How do you know when your boundaries are uh, of a good level as opposed to too high or too low? Well, too low you find out by being hurt, I suppose. But how do you know know, when your boundaries, to protect yourself from narcissists who may not be narcissists, how do you know that boundary, that level, uh, that bar isn't too high? And my second question is... um, what do people do? Well, apparently, a lot of people do things to kind of sabotage themselves. What do you do, or what do you recommend, in order to prevent people from doing that? So, those are my two questions.
2: Okay. All right. So I'm going to pitch you on mute, Joe, so that Paula can answer them, and and then we'll come back if if we have to ask anything more. Okay. Okay. All right, Paula.
3: All right. Good questions, by the way, and good to meet you. So how do I know if my boundaries are too high? They're not too high. I like to feel peaceful and love, and not tormented and tossed around, right? And so if I decide that I need to be safe in a situation or relationship, that marker that I've hit the right boundary is that I feel safe, I feel peaceful, and I feel love. Now, I don't think we can set too high of a boundary because here's the thing. You've probably heard that saying that hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people, right? Well, it's the same thing with happy people. And happy people are happy. So if you have a high boundary like, you know, Let's say somebody's asking you to to do something and they're a happy person. They're not going to be upset if you can't do whatever they want you to do. Maybe it's move their apartment or something. They're not going to be upset because they're happy. It's only people who want to control other people from, you know, uh, their issues and stuff that have issue. I always say that too, by the way, that people who have issues take issue, right? Mm-hmm. So your boundaries I don't think you could have them too high, you know, because I like it when people have boundaries. And, you know, when I ask somebody for some help, I always, if I feel them wavering, I said, look, if it's a no, please tell me no, because I have deep respect for no, right? Deep respect. So
1: mm-hmm. if you
3: want your life to be peaceful and loving, then that should be your your marker, right, about your boundaries right. if you're reaching them. Um, that's a great way for me. And it did take me a while to get there. Uh, Lots of practice, (laughs) you know, lots of practice, and this is happening for me, you know. And then, you know, and that goes right into your second question about how to prevent sabotage, right? Be gentle on yourself. Give yourself permission to learn. Um, I did not get this in one, you know, snap of my fingers, This took repeated and then I would go back and I would look, how is this happening for me? How could I have done better in this situation? I did not beat myself up, you know, like I used to do, but I would look at it and I would go, okay, Paula, what could you have done? Okay, so next time we have a game plan. When you're feeling threatened, when you're feeling this way, however, if it's not peaceful and loving, this is what you need to do to make it peaceful and loving. And so... You know, the sabotaging, and I was the the poster child for sabotaging, right? I would constantly Mm -hmm. set myself up in situations that would hurt me and destroy me. And, you know, and and then even sabotaging myself with slight little habits and stuff. And, And so now when I look at everything, I look at, is this moving me forward? Is this showing love for myself? Is this showing my love to the world? You know, take my accident recently where I fell and I was ignoring myself. I was ignoring my life and I had an accident. And then I finally kind of sort of came out of the pain and realized, what are you doing, Paula? You know, like this is not showing love for yourself. Took me all the way to today because I got x-rays on Friday. Yeah, Friday. Took me all the way to today and I was like, you know what, I'm taking the day off and I'm having a nap. And, you know, it's... it's I have a few deadlines I'm supposed to meet, and if some, some people are listening, they may not like that I took the day off. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. right. But I needed to take the day off, and I deserve to take mm-hmm. it off. And if I would have not listened to myself, if I would have not listened and honored myself, that would be sabotaging, right? So I'm preventing sabotage by treating myself well, by looking at this as happening for me, and I'm going to treat myself well. So showing love to myself first. If I don't show love to myself, no one else will. I right. won't even recognize it if it comes in. So, so show love to yourself first. Give yourself permission and go easy on yourself and just learn from each situation and set those boundaries and just keep learning is what my answer would be.
2: Yeah. Well, those
3: are great questions.
2: And thank you, Joe, for the questions. And thank you, Paula. For those are, yeah, that's great. Um, so, in the couple of minutes that we have left, Paula, can you just let people know what you're doing? And I know you're doing coaching online, and and uh, you know, and how and how they can contact you for that, and also your book.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can contact me at paulahopwood.com, and on there it has my different social media. You know ways to get a hold of me um the contact me page you can contact it goes straight to me so it'll be me answering you uh what is it that i do uh well i am a coach i'm a speaker yes you know i'm a best-selling author yes and the shaman what i do is i help people to leave behind what their world has taught them, all that negative stuff in their head floating around. And I help them change that out, take the seed of negativity out, replant it with a new seed, and then live their life abundantly and beautifully, creatively, and just Mm -hmm. (laughs) infinitely blessed. Uh, Honestly, it's just incredible what happens when we release all that stuff that we've been carrying. And... So, you know, we mentioned earlier about my book that just came out in December. It's actually mm-hmm. it's getting um I don't know if you call it relaunched, I don't know. It's it's coming out again. We're we're shooting for June uh so that it can be in stores and libraries and everything. Right now it's only on Amazon and it's called Messages in My Mind. I have the mm-hmm. second book that we're shooting for a fall uh launch and that one's called Messages from My Soul and that is Uh, messages in my mind is one message per page of just the the stuff that came in and changed my life around and messages from my soul is it it takes about two to three minutes to read each one but they're little lessons that i pulled out of different situations and stuff and kind of like this um Uh, You know, it didn't happen to me. It it happened for me, which is interesting because years later, I'm, you know, I I did my um, certification with the John Maxwell team and was down in, in Orlando, Florida training, and then I heard that one of the mentors say that, and one thing that I love, all this stuff that comes into us is universal knowledge right mm-hmm. and so even mm-hmm. though i had heard that message of this is happening for me years ago before i ever had the internet or anything i had ever picked up an inspirational book it's making its rounds if you will
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> because
3: it's it's deep healing and it's universal knowledge and i just i just love it so so yeah so that's how you get a hold of me PaulaHopwood.com i'm on facebook instagram tiktok i don't have my tiktok up there yet but um, yeah, uh, YouTube And uh, I would love to connect So uh, okay. thanks for having me on today
2: Yeah, thank you so much Paula I'm going to be posting that website On my website post later tonight So people can can go right there and get it um, And yeah, thank you so much And I would love to have you back on Especially um, when you're getting a lo- ready To launch your new book
3: Yeah that would be awesome. Of course, I would love to come back on.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, keep in touch. Let me know what's happening, okay?
3: For sure. Thank you.
2: All right. All right. And you have a good evening, and I hope you heal quickly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. You have a great night, too, and I hope your healing right. goes well and quickly as well. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All <laughs> Take right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. bye
2: bye 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 All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com.
2: All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Maricarpel in your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And before we hear from Mia Moss of Black Coffee, I'm going to talk a little bit um, about getting on this path after this crazy year. And it kind of brings, it, it really dovetails very well with what Paula Hopwood was just talking about. Um, you know, the whole idea of busyness and having to do everything um, has been an issue that I've been talking about since, Way before this pandemic, I went back and looked at some of the blogs that I wrote a year before the pandemic started, and then, like a month before we knew that it was here and went on lockdown and i was um, and I was talking about it here on the program about how we were taking on too much most of us. you know it was like this epidemic of busyness. everybody was talking about oh i'm so busy and Apparently, uh, uh, um, obviously, um, from what Paula was saying and and also my experience, some of us have found a way to keep being overly busy during the pandemic. And um, for me, I think it was because, you know, for about a month I didn't, I wasn't working very much and I didn't know what was going to happen and we none of us knew what was going to happen. And then suddenly I had work and I was so thrilled to have work that um, that I was busy trying to do as much as I could possibly do because who knew what was going to happen next. And um, so I was doing too much, and that's what led to my fall, and Paula was saying that's what led to her fall. And, you know, things are gradually opening up right now. And uh, many of us hope that um, we're going to soon go back to some sort of normal, a new normal. But here's the question. Were you happy with the balance in your life before the pandemic hit? Um, You know, yes, we all have to work. Most of us have to work anyway. Um, But I'm going to go back to questions I was asking from before the pandemic. And that is what else are you doing in your life? And, and maybe started doing that again um, that made you very busy, but didn't really serve you or, or the world. Um, Were you really taking care of yourself before the pandemic? So are you going to get back to um, a place where you're not taking care of yourself again? Are you taking care of yourself now during the pandemic? Um, I've talked a lot about how it's really important to focus on self-care at this time with all of the stress going on and um, going back to basics of eating well and getting enough sleep and also, you know, throughout this past year, I've increased the amount that I have been meditating. Um, and certainly over the past three weeks, <laughs> I've increased it quite a bit. Um, I've learned the hard way about the importance of self-care. Um, I often give that same advice Paula was giving um, to caregivers, especially about how you have to put your own Oxygen mask on before you can help the person next to you. So, um, you know, we, that's a, that's a metaphor frequently used with caregivers. And, um, but we're all caregivers, you know, those of us who are really caring about what's happening in the world. Um, I would imagine if you're listening to this show that you're a caregiver in some way, caring for your family, caring for the world, um, and are you taking care of yourself? It's really important because if you um, are injured, you get sick, um, you're burnt out, you're not going to be there for the people in your life who, who really need you. You're not going to be there for the world. Um I've found there are many who are overly busy even during lockdown in order to feel productive um, or to avoid painful feelings. And here's the thing. When you're running around like the house is on fire and you're constantly running around, it may look productive. It may look like you're really productive. And you might even have times where, um, where you you do you are productive But a lot of that time is wasted. A lot of that time is not productive. It's just a lot of running around. Um, And when you're doing that, you may be preventing yourself from doing what um, you're really meant to be is really your true calling. If you don't have time to listen for your true calling, then you're not going to notice it. You're not going to see the signs. You're not going to hear that call from your heart and what's out there in the world beckoning you. And if you're running from painful emotions, trying to stay busy so that you don't have to feel painful emotions, well, they're going to come up and bite you in the butt because they don't go away that way. They just wait. They wait for that moment to to really seize control. And it's much worse to have those painful feelings bite you than it is to actually look at them head on and face them and look at what is this about. And as Paula was saying, what can I learn from it? How is this experience something that I could use for me? And finally, what I've learned from my personal experience is that – We can only run around and be busy so much until that lack of balance catches up with us and stops us in our tracks so that we can't do the things that we want to do. We're knocked down, literally falling, um, getting sick, or feeling burnt out. And um, I wrote several blogs, as I mentioned, before the pandemic started about preventing burnout taking care of ourselves. There's one in particular that I wrote in February of um, 2020 on the brink of burnout, and it has several self-care tips in there. And I think before things truly open up um, to the quote-unquote new normal, it would be good to look at what is working right now for you to take care of yourself? Have you learned new tools during this pandemic to take better care of yourself? What do you need to bring into this new normal so that you can continue to take better care of yourself? And if you haven't learned any new tools, this would be a good time to do it. To actually get yourself to slow down so that when we're back out in the world, we don't burn out. We can actually live a more joyful Healthy life. All right. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Mia Moss is going to join me. She's the owner of the Fort Worth Coffee House, Black Coffee, uh, up in Fort Worth, Texas, talking about her coffee house and how she's keeping it safe during this pandemic. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back.
0: Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mera Carpelle and your golden years, live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com.
2: us. We're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Pell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpel.com. And now joining us on the phone from Fort Worth, Texas is Mia Moss, owner of Black Coffee. Welcome, Mia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I just want to mention there's a slight delay when we speak like this, so it's good to kind of keep that in mind. So, Mia, you know, I invited you on the program because I am celebrating those people around Texas who are continuing to keep their businesses safe um, while we're still in a pandemic, even with the lifting of the mask mandate and all of the other restrictions in this state. So thank you for that. Um, and um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about Black Coffee. So Black Coffee
4: is a coffee shop on the east side of Fort Worth, Texas, right across the street from Texas Wesleyan University. Um, we are in a food desert. We're on a side of town that has pretty much been forgotten. And we're here to give people great coffee, a place to meet, um, a place that can assist with the community's needs, and also just to be a light for other businesses to show them that it is possible to grow where we are.
2: Hmm. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know that about that part of town. Um. So yes. what do you serve? A, what do you serve there? Uh, obviously, coffee. <laughs> Yes, so
4: we we definitely uh, serve great coffee. Uh, We were able to create our own blends. We have a medium roast that is called the East Cider, and we also have a dark roast that is called the Poly Blend, and that is the name of the actual neighborhood that we're um, in. It's called the Polytechnic area, and so we Mm -hmm. named it after that area of town. And, um, yeah, we pride ourselves in giving a quality product. We have specialty lattes, um, like our lavender honey is really good, our rose and honey. And we also have a lady marmalade that has a bit of condensed milk in it that everyone loves. And we have wonderful pastries that we get from another local business named La Casita Bakery. Hmm.
2: Okay. All right. How long have you been in business?
4: We opened November of 2019, so right before the pandemic hit.
2: Okay, and how's it been going through the pandemic? Because that's kind of a difficult time to open a business.
4: <sighs> Absolutely, um, but we are fortunate to have the support of the community, um, and by community, I mean Fort Worth as a whole. And we even were supported by um, people out of town purchasing our bags of coffee that's available on our website. And, um, yeah, we we had to go down to weekends, but we were able to still make it, and we were very safe about being open the few days that we were open, and we're just continuing that process of being safe um, now that, you know, the mandate has been lifted.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. So what safety protocols do you have at
4: Black Coffee? So we still require a mask. Um, We do allow you to take it off when you're seated, Um, and we just ask that people come in with a mask and when they're walking around to continue to wear a mask. Um, Our staff, we're continuously washing our hands. We are wearing gloves, and we have sanitizer and masks for those that don't have them, and we also are still doing curbside for those that may not want to wear a mask but still want to enjoy some of our coffee. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. All right. So um, if if people live in Fort Worth, um, how can they find your how can they find your store? So we are again on the east side at
4: 1417 Vaughn Boulevard. You can also find us on Instagram at BlackCoffeeFW like Fort Worth or online at mm-hmm. blackcoffeefw.com. dot com.
2: Okay. And you said on your website people can order for for shipment, you ship you can ship it anywhere? Yes, we ship
4: beans anywhere. And we also have shirts, hats, different things that you can purchase and if you're in Fort Worth, you can also order curbside on the same website.
2: All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing what you're doing and keeping us safe and still keeping, you know, the community going. It sounds like you were a great uh, light in the community. Um, as you said, I, I didn't, I, I'm in Austin, so I was unaware mm-hmm. that there's not much in that part of town. So, yeah, maybe you can We're trying to, we're trying business. to do better with that. Yeah, well, maybe you've inspired other businesses to start opening up in your area.
4: That is our hope, and I really appreciate you highlighting businesses that are, you know, still trying to be as safe as possible. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking for that information. So thank you for getting that word out.
2: Yeah, you know, it's just just this- It's a really difficult time and I know that people are in a hurry to, to try to get back to normal and, and do the things that they love to do. And, you know, some of that we can do, like you can go have coffee, but still we're in a pandemic and so it's important for people to still be mindful of that and take precautions so that, you know, we don't want, we don't want more people getting sick. So. No, we don't. You're so right <laughs> So thank you so much For being on the program And for doing what you're doing And I'm going to be um, posting Your website information On my website post um, This evening So people can go right there And get that information Later tonight Thank you And, um, and you have a very good evening And you stay too. safe All right Thanks, Thanks. Bye bye now Mm-hmm. All right. So we've come to the end of another program. Um, before we go, I'll let you know what's happening next week. Um, next Sunday, um, April 18th, we'll be joined by Colin Milner, the CEO of the International Council on Active Aging and founder of the Active Aging Industry in North America, to discuss navigating the next normal in the aging world. Um, we'll also continue our series of highlighting COVID-safe businesses in Texas, and we'll be interviewing another uh, business in Fort Worth, Tamara jo- Johnson, who's the owner and founder of Enso Apothecary in Fort Worth. She's going to be joining us. And our guest artist will be Austin Artists, Greta Oliva. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and um, listen to previous programs, go to my website, drmaricorpill.com, and you can hear this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G talkradio. dot com slash your golden years and you can also hear it on Apple Podcasts in five minutes. And for upcoming shows and future events, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Year. This evening's program was produced by Compass Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Spice Productions. And special thanks to my guests, Paula Hopwood and Mia Moss of Black Coffee. And, of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Celebon ton roule, that is what they all say. C'est le bon ton roule, that is
1: what they all say. C'est le bon ton roulette. That is what they all say.
0: Celebon ton roule. That is what they all say. <coughs>